Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. Spider Farmer LED. One of the leaders in affordable quality LED lighting for growers. From the SF Quantum Board Series to the SE Bar Style LEDs. Spider Farmer has you covered without breaking the bank. Find Spider Farmer LEDs on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. Have you, have you done too much where you put in too much or you tried too much or you thought you were going to be able to do something that you couldn't necessarily finish off? All the time. Yeah, it defines my gardening often. career. <laughs> Daily. 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 Biting off more than you can chew. I think it's like, is it safe to say we can't, you know, when you, you start doing your homework, you're really excited to start your garden, you've got your genetics, you've got the pots. It's like, you just want to go. You just, you want to hit the ground running. You pretty much just want to plant those seeds in the pot, wake up and see a plethora of weed growing. Um, but the reality is often we, we bite off more than we can chew. We kind of test the waters with both feet and get real wet. Um, and that can come in a multitude of different ways whether it's, you know, uh, planting too many seeds, whether it's starting with a space that's way too big. Uh, it's a great conversation of topic or great topic of conversation. Both a conversation of the topic. I think uh, with, with me in the past, it usually comes down to assuming that I'm going to be able to handle something without uh, a time coming, something in time messing with me or some sort of variable being thrown at me in the future. A very good example of this would be when I first started doing this auto run and doing a pheno hunt at the same time and decided to go to MJ BizCon. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily the most logical um, thought process there, so to speak. So basically, I, I left and I came back and those clones that I decided to make were dead. So then the pheno hunt that I did was just for fun. So I never uh, I never got to keep those phenos, like the... Vader OG, the Jawa Kush, the fucking uh, Cod Town. Lost them all. Lost them all. And it was totally my fault because I thought, well, I'll be fine. I could pop, you know, three packs of five and 15 over here. And then I've got my six autos and then I've got my five photos that I'm doing here. There's a decent amount of plans, but so many variables. It's hard to leave and think that you're going to hand it off to somebody else to maintain who doesn't necessarily have the same experience in that space as you. And I, I knew I should have done less. It should have been so much of a, a just maybe one or two pheno hunt run or don't even do your pheno hunt right now. Just do the autos. That way it's just feeding plants instead of like identifying stuff or making sure we got a male or a female or checking the clones, like way too many variables to throw in there. So. But what kind of story would that have been if you did not do all that? Yeah, we wouldn't have an epi about biting off more than you could chew if you did a little homework and prepped a little better. So that no, no, you did that a great job fucking everything up. Great job. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Chris, that kind of goes along with uh, with what I was going to talk about, which was breeding. You know, I mean, uh, I've been, uh, you know, working on this chill out OG uh, cultivar for many years now. But have I really been working on them? Uh, I've been planting them and growing them out, but doing legitimate breeding and stabilizing. You know, when I first got into it, uh, 
you know, having an idea in mind on what I wanted to do, but um, <laughs> you froze not minutes. actually having the knowledge. Yeah, I thought I did freeze. <laughs> He's like, what is Rob doing? We literally just talked about his internet before we <laughs> But not having... <laughs> I know, internet boofy, boofiness. But uh, anyways, breeding could be one of those things where, you know, if you're hopping into it without the proper knowledge, which I kind of feel like I did. Um, you know, since then, uh, since I made that cross, I've talked with... Uh, handful of, of breeders, legitimate breeders of a wealth of knowledge and um, kind of set me back on the right track. Um, you know, you know, I've done an F1, I've got an F2. Um, now I need to continue to stabilize this before I release. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, why didn't you release it yet? Why, where, what are we waiting for? Stabilization, you know, and, and finding that correct pheno that I like, um, being able to, you know, uh, either cross that or, or stabilize it down to the next level or, or whatever, whatever route you want to go. There's multiple routes you can kind of go with the breeding side of things, but um, I didn't really have the knowledge. So that's kind of like, you know, biting off too much, you know, more than I can chew at the moment. And now luckily I'm able to kind of get back into it and, and figure things out and continue on. But I think that's a good example of, uh, you know, hopping into something without having the knowledge, you know? So you're trying to do things ethically as a breeder? What the fuck, bro? We got one guy who wants things up for everybody. Prepare before he goes. We got another one that wants to do things ethically. And then there's this guy wearing glasses. Uh, the Blue uh, light glasses. <laughs> Blue light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, no, that's, that's a very valid point. And it can be kind of spread out onto, into more levels, too. It's like for me, one of the first times I realized I had bitten off more than I could chew is when I went from having three plants in my garden, maybe on my second harvest, third harvest to 15, because I thought, you know what? I got this figured out. You know, it's like I figured out really easy how to grow two or three plants at a time. It must be a logical deduction that I can do 15. And the case was nothing farther from the truth. I, I couldn't handle it at all. They were they were 15 different plants. They were a multitude of different cultivars. They were different sizes. They were in different pots. It was just so confusing. I didn't write things down. And so the biggest lesson that I learned that time was, you know, rather than seeing, you know, seeing how big you can take your entire operation, it was rather how can you, how big can you take a specific aspect of your garden? Can you make the plants big? Can you, can you push the nutrients? Can you, can you kind of, how much light can you have? How low can you have your light? These are things that you should be more focused on than let me just see how many plants I can grow and then go from there. So yeah, too much. It was way too much. And that was the first time I really felt like I was, I was over my head. Yeah. And kind of going along with that one is, you know, if you're growing a whole bunch of different uh, cultivars and they have, you know, using bottled nutrients, uh, you know, they're all typically uptake nutrients a little bit differently, right? You could have several different either reservoirs or like several different nutrient mixes. You know, some might be heavier feeders than others. And so I, I'm guilty of it. Like I grow a whole bunch of different cultivars. I like a variety. Um, and, you know, when I'm growing those bottled nutrients or somewhere, I'm like, well, you know, I got to give a half dose to this one. This one's more hungry. So I got to do a full dose. This one, maybe a quarter dose. And I have three different mixtures going on. You know, it's like, it can be more than you can, you know, bite off more than you can chew for sure on that. It's habit. a lot. And it's especially if like, you know, I, a shameless plug here, shout out Dutch pro with, with their five bottles. But when I first started growing, there was 15 bottles in yes. my, in my regimen. I'm not even exaggerating. There was probably more but I couldn't afford the whole damn line. So it's like 
15 bottles. 15 and at miles. first, you're so excited. You're so excited. You know what I mean? You're eager. You're you're fresh. You've got this new, very expensive, very fresh line of nutrients, and you just want to dive in. Hell, I couldn't wait to just wake up and start mixing nutrients again. But that novelty wore off so fast when, you know, every second day you're sitting downstairs, or for me, sorry, sitting downstairs mixing nutrients for an hour and a half. Like, it's just ridiculous, you know, and you've got 15 plants taking 15 different doses. Yeah, yeah, it, it is way too much. It is way too much. And I finally found a line, Dutch Pro, you know, you're wearing the sweater there, Chris, uh, that, that has five bottles at most, five bottles. Well, and that's also going to have your micro and macronutrients because I've used a few that are three right. bottles. Right, and right. And my plants were lacking. They grew green. They were, they were buds, but the trikes were eh. Terps were eh. Overall cannabinoids, eh. But it was big buds. And the plant was green, you know, right. so it grew. There's no argument mm -hmm. there. But mm -hmm. touching and, and circling into what you guys were saying there, I had the same situation in terms of overwhelming, but it was with organic and um, mineral based. So I noticed that the mix that I put together seemingly was more ideal for my headbangers because that's what I was growing with the organic run initially. I had to build the soil 3.0 mix. It was good, but I added a little bit more food because she needed a little bit more food. Now, the other plants didn't love that at all. Java Kush just wasn't into it. And then especially the biggest issue for me was when dealing with the um, Scooby-Doo. She burnt consistently, like just constantly having issues where it was just toxicity. So I didn't end up keeping that run going because I'm doing a pheno hunt consistently and I'm running mineral based over here. So doing all this extra work made it so it was not desirable to go to my garden ever. I just didn't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? I really hated the process of feeding my plants and going to another place and then coming back and maintaining the the canopy and all these different things it just became overwhelming so I, I shut that down just didn't want to do it and I realized that a lot of the time what we think we can do is with no other variables that come into play we map out six months with if everything's exactly like it is today I could do this for you know no problem it's like well everything's different tomorrow man things could change there's so many variables you know I got half my family's got the young Ronus so it's like fed my kids every fucking day for eight days so it's been a little difficult to get a lot of things done in in the sense of mixing up your feeding process and having two different grows and all sorts of different cultivars, that just becomes overwhelming. And it's not something that I think everybody should do unless you've got extra hands in the garden with you personally. I think that same homework can be said about even just particular cultivars. You know, you should kind of understand what you're, what you're getting yourself into when it comes to the needs and the wants of a particular plant strain cultivar, you know, um, for me in particular, you know, I wanted to chase the, the the big names the strain names you know your 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 girl scout cookies your white widows your pineapple express your afghan uh, or sorry your um uh shit it's Which on the tip one? of my shit. afghan never heard of that strain <laughs> never heard that one eh like <laughs> exactly. out there with baby shit yeah uh, <laughs> um uh, 47 ak47 i'm sorry that's what it was ak47 yeah Some classic strains on that there is there is but what i didn't take into consideration before i started was you know some of these are very particular strains you know have you I, have you ever grown pineapple express i i yes. have I, I found it very difficult and same with ak47 i found them very finicky um very uh you know, um, susceptible to either high or low doses of, of nutrients. They just, they were very particular and I didn't know this. I didn't know this. And like you were saying, Rob, I kind of just lumped them in with the rest of my plants and then tried to treat them like the rest. 
and it didn't work. It didn't work. I lost out. I tried to grow Pineapple Express twice and I failed it mm. both times. So it, it could be just an adage to, to maybe the practices that I'm doing over here. Um, but a little homework on your cultivars will go a long way. Is it, is it good in moist conditions? Is it, you know, particular to hot conditions? Does it, you know, does it need shade? Is it, is it, is it a, is it a 13 weaker? That's another Ugh. thing, you know, uh, biting off more Disgusting. than I could chew. I did the Maui Wowie from, uh, ocean grown and I threw it in with a bunch and I just grew it. And then little do I know at about week eight, I'm starting to find out that the Maui Wowie is uh, is a 13 week strain. And I'm sitting here going, oh, OK, great, because I was about to, you know, treat it like everything else. You know, I, it was just I, for, for example, I cut my cow mag at about week six in flower. Well, at week six, I didn't know that she was a 13 week strain. So at week six, she had no more cow mag. She wasn't getting <laughs> any more cow mag until week eight when I realized she ain't even close to being done. So I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, the, a little homework can go a long way when it comes to preparing and, and getting the right bite, you know. For sure. Well, like in, in my case here, it was having cultivars that were known to be tall and lanky. I'm dealing with this exact thing right now. I knew nothing about the white truffle. I knew nothing about these other random ones that I hate. I don't even care to fucking remember the name of them. But the ones I hate are short and squatty and thick. You know what I'm saying? Little snookies. And then I got this big old tall Amazonian woman who's just a freak stretching, trying to get out of the tent. And the canopy is not even a canopy. It's just three plants in there. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, oh. it, I wouldn't say I bit did, off more than I could chew. Did but. you refer to it as an Amazonian woman? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Is that tall? Is that tall? Is like real tall? <laughs> okay. They're tall really? out there. Okay. Okay. So I just had to, I, yeah, my I just problem, what sure. I'm dealing with now, bro, is, is I don't have the space to train them down more. It's fucking a four by four. They're packed to the wall. I can't go down. You know what I'm saying? And so now I'm dealing with this big, lanky, long ass. And I love the smoke, so I'm okay. I'll deal with it. Uh, plant that basically is, is covering up these little short ones. The short ones are just not getting the love they want. And, and what I should have done, this was biting off more than I could chew, is I shouldn't have took these big ass plants. These were teenagers that I brought in. So I didn't do any training to them. I didn't do any work to it at all. I literally just kind of tossed them in there thought i could grow them like every other plant but i knew nothing about these genetics and now i'm seeing that how important it is to know your genetics before you put them in because you will bite off more than you can chew because you get to the point where the phenotypes will vary so dramatically your canopy your feeding style your pull time everything will just be off it's really frustrating i think it depends on again stability if you're an ethical breeder chris and others who will just throw these ones out there and a lot of times i get too many that are just thrown out there and it's really frustrating because they're not the they're not what someone's telling me it is, you know? So then when I train it, how somebody recommends, or they're like, oh, this one's a short, squatty, bushy one, and it's not, like that throws me totally off. So sometimes you can't do that due diligence, depending on the breeder. Yeah, I always try to make an effort to contact the breeder number one and find out, hey, how does this plant grow? Heavy feeder, stretchy strain, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, if I can't get through the breeder for whatever reason, I'll actually go on Instagram and I'll just hashtag and then whatever the, the cultivar name is, the strain name. Um, and then I've found people before that were growing out the same strain that I was about to, and I DM'd them, hit them up. Hey, how, how does this strain grow? And I've gotten some good feedback from people that way. So definitely recommend, uh, and I don't do that all the time. I actually made the mistake of not really talking to Zaza from Zaza Genetics um, about his cultivar. I'm growing two of his dead ops OG. Didn't realize that they're like a squatty strain. Um, it just stays squat. But then once you flip it, once you flip it to that 12-12, oh my God, 
thing just blew up out of nowhere. I was like super shocking. I thought it was just going to be this small runty type plant. Um, amazing buds on it. But, uh, but yeah, if, if I had known that ahead of time, I could have prepared a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah that's that's home, an issue homework. people run into, man, is, yeah, the homework. I was going to say, if you don't do that homework, you're going to bite off more than you can chew. It's not that you have too many plants, not that you have too much of this or that. Your approach can be ignorant and that can make your outcome shit. And I've, I've done this numerous times, even still to this day, like with these ones I'm growing right here, I should have done a little bit of research to know that this white truffle was lanky as hell. My buddy had all his plants seemingly are lanky, but I swear he keeps his lights too far away from the plants. That's a big portion of it. So I was like, maybe that's what it is. But I did get this plant about maybe five weeks of veg. So I mean, it was a decent, it was a plant. It wasn't a clone. I think that a lot of people are, they get stuck on the fact that what you read online is going to be the exact answer from a grow diary, something like that. But that could be that person's particular phenotype. In this case, it's a cut. This white truffle should be this white truffle. It should be plain and simple. This is what it should be. So I should, the information was out there. I just didn't look it up. That was my own fault. You know, it happens. I think that's how you end up biting off more than you can chew is we we're exciting. This is an incredible time in your life when you get to either have the opportunity to start growing, whether it's for medical purposes, recreational purposes or what have you. Um, it's exciting. It's, it's, there's a lot, you know, you go to your grow store and what do you end up doing? You buy everything. What do you need? Barely anything. So it's like you get excited, you spend some money, you know, you're talking about weed. It's, 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 it's a, it's a a fun time, but you're going to waste money too. That's another thing. You bite off more than you can chew. You go to the store. You, you don't need one of everything. You know, you're at the beginning of veg. What do you buy in trimmers for? You know, you don't need trimmers, you know, uh, like, uh, dry nets for example you're 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 in veg and you're buying dry nets you know it's like don't 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 save your money man save your money focus on what you need when you get to the beginning and 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 work a little it's 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 great to prepare but you don't need everything right off the bat save your money save your money you're going to need it for something else you know that bale of soil that or sorry correction that that bale that bale of potting mix you know that, that you didn't think you'd need but shoot it's thursday and it's transplant day and you know that's something that you're going to need a lot more than those trimmers that you bought during your know, germination yeah. stage um Go ahead, Chris. It's that? a good point. Yeah, I mean, buying more than than what you need. I'm I'm guilty of that. I went went uh, build a soil uh, Black Friday sale. I was like, oh, I'm, I want this. I want this. We I were there this, for that. Yeah, you showed us. <laughs> and, uh, and I um I haven't used it all. Right? There's things <laughs> I haven't even dipped into yet. So like the diatomaceous earth, I haven't even I haven't really had a need to use it. I haven't I haven't tried it out. Um, you know, but you got it at a great price. Shelf life is good. Yeah, exactly. I got it at a great price. It's looking good sitting on, on the shelf there, but, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you can certainly spend more. I know some people like to prepare, right? The, the backlash is be like, well, I want to buy the trimmers now. So I have them for the time when it comes totally understand that. Um, but yeah, there is t- certainly some things that, um, you know, you gotta second guess yourself and, and be like, well, do I really need this? I really, really need this right now because you can certainly save some money if you're if you're not buying stuff that uh, that you don't need. That's right. Oh, and then yeah. the trimmers was just an exa- yeah, just an example of you know thinking too far ahead. Almost, you know, it's like take it. Just you might not even get to harvest. I hate to break it to you, you know, but like if you're just starting off and you're you know you're biting off more than you chew, you know, you're, you've already got enough hurdles before you get to harvest yeah, to be worried about that. trimming. Put that just down. Put the that road. in a little box, you know, it, just nice and tight. Just put it on the shelf, and you'll get to that. You'll get to that soon. Well, that's a perfect point of getting to harvest before even getting to harvest. Of when you're in veg and you're going to go into flower because you want to get that big ass harvest, you veg your plants a lot, 
right? You yeah. want to get them big and hardy, do all this training. Well, then you put them into flower and you realize that they're full size and you have it in a tent. Look at the cat. <laughs> he wants out. Let me the fuck out, dad. dad. Let me out. Well, I noticed like for me, at least most of my plants stay near double in size. So I usually don't let them get too big. But once in a while, like right now, I my pH meter was off. It shows when it's calibrated. One, two, three. I didn't have my glasses for like three days of being here. And like, I'm not quarantining, but I kind of am. Like I'm over here with the family and shit. But so I didn't have my glasses. So I'm not even looking. I'm just like, boop, boop. Oh, here's the number. We're good. PH was off for a whole week. So my plants now are letting me know this. I'm like, oh no, girls, don't be mad at me. Well, in this case, I have to veg them longer. I need to, they need to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? I got to, before I put them in, I got to make them healthy again. So they're going to be huge. And I'm going to transplant or transfer them into the flowering area and they're going to probably double in size. And I can't fucking have that. I've done this before where I thought this would be my pound plant. And I got like a quarter pound because it was just so covered. Like the canopy was covering up everything. It was too big for the room and it was just, weaving through and was not ideal so in a sense of biting off more than you can chew is thinking you can veg this big ass plant and not realizing going into flower it's going to quadruple in size lay them on the side as much as you want but if you're in a four by four with five plants goblin I, good and luck playboy. let's go one step past that let's say you do successfully make it through the flowering stage you gotta harvest that son of a bitch you know it's like that ain't oh, easy yes. That ain't easy. Those you massive plants, your wife's tapping out so fast. Like you, you're doing this all by yourself, all by yourself. So, you know, you need to take that into consideration. You know, it's a lot of trimming. I've, I've had plants that are like so huge, you know what I mean? And it's like, you, you're harvesting those all by yourself. That shit's going to take you days. So just something to take into consideration, you know, when, when you're prepping to not bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, I, I was just in trim jail this morning, and I'm glad I kept this plant smaller because uh, it only took me like two and a half hours, three hours to trim by myself. Um, still got the uh, still got the little alcohol in here for the, hey, for the trimmers. Double shot and uh, mm. AC Infinity trimmers. These things are actually pretty good. So I'm enjoying right. them so far. But, Is, was but that a pickleback? Pickleback. A shot there. Pickleback. No? What is that? Uh, it's, it's a, a shot never glass. Heard of it. <laughs> a oh, shot yes, glass of alcohol. He pretends. <laughs> <laughs> shot glass of alcohol but it's inside this other cup because when i put the then you put beer scissors in, there. in there oh, it, oh like yeah, it would t- t- tip over the the shot glass um, that's right. why i use to clean the trimmer and just dip them in there or it's soak okay. them we in won't tell anybody about you drinking <laughs> <laughs> well, the picklebacks that, were oh, pretty man. crazy well in that bite enough more than you can choose side too man i remember this same space right here back in the day well not that back in the day like four or five years ago Fucking, I thought I would have enough space to harvest my plant. I was like, I'm good. And literally this entire room, whole entire room was just plant hanging. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. And there, the carpet just had fucking trim everywhere, just falling off randomly. Like, had it was such a headache, man, because I assumed I'd be okay. I'm like, man, I'll be good. I've got one pair of shears and I'm by myself. A week later, literally, and I was doing like eight-hour shifts, bro. It was insane. It was insane. But I, I underestimated the yield which is a good problem don't get me wrong but i didn't have enough jars i didn't have enough drying space my scissor the spring broke out of the scissors i had more fucking scissor hash than i've ever seen in my life like it was and everything stunk everything everywhere having too much weed is a real problem like i know it's like it's one of those things where it's like people are like oh you know it must be nice no it isn't no it really isn't because because like i got way too much weed you know and it happens all the time because it's like especially as a creator you know it's like i'm always trying to push the levels you know 15 plants here i go but it's like what if you harvest those what if you just 
just for example, let's say you got three, four ounces off of each plant, like just conservatively, four ounces off each plant, you know, times 15. What are you doing with all that weed? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you can, you could squish it, but you know how long you're squishing weed for? Yeah, you can blast it, but you know how long you're blasting weed for? Like, it's just like you are those stuck. Are your kids. When do you have time? And neighbors and a life and like your neighbors are going to smell the weed that you're harvesting. You know what I'm saying? Because they will. And, you know, it's like a fresh pie. Next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. It's like, hey, neighbors coming to hang out. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like these are things to, you know, real things to think about. You know, it's sure it's a great problem to have, but it's not. It's not a great problem to have. And then not to mention it goes bad. Like I threw out about a pound of, I'm not even joking. I, it's slightly sad. I threw out about a pound of weed because I just, it went bad. It went bad. I just felt like it was exposed to the sunlight. All, everything was, the terpenes were degraded. It was just really dry and nasty. And I just, I threw it out. Could have thrown it in the compost, but I didn't. And I threw it out. So it's like, bite not more than you can chew. You're really, some little bit of homework goes a long way. Yeah. And that's kind of actually, sorry, go, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the thing too, is if you don't realize that if it's not shit you don't like, you know what I'm saying? That's where I'm in the boat of that. I got like a half bowl of shit. I just don't like mm. at all. Like I don't want to smoke it at all. Like I don't like it. So you run into those situations where you do that pheno hunt, you pop a bunch of seeds, you get a bunch of clones, whatever you're going to do, you end up running into a situation where you don't have uh, the output that you want. And it, that is, does become a problem. It's like, I got all this fucking bud. It's not that great. I didn't mm. plan on this. Now I have no room for the good bud that I'm getting to harvest. You know what I'm saying? I have any my like, it's it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, that's the shit you give away, and I do give most of it away, but it doesn't necessarily represent me. I, I'm that's like, it. A hundred percent. I ain't like, giving that shit to nobody. I'm no, embarrassed I, by it. I don't no, like it. No, no. It's like I would rather give it to the goats and let the goats eat it. But even then, I I, I feel for the goats. The, <laughs> sorry, I'm an ethical guy, Christopher. Uh, uh, anyways, no, I uh, it, it kind of. Go back just a half a bit there. You know, it's like when it, it comes to, you can go right back to the beginning and you can kind of like kind of mediate these issues by controlling the size of your garden from the start. You know, understand how, what kind of space you're working with, understand your schedule, understand, you know, yourself and those that you live with and, and care for. Like it's the more that you understand excuse me, and understand your environments, you know, it's, you, you're going to have a way better chance at, at not biting off more than you can chew, uh, whether it's the size of your garden. Cause I started in a, a room Well, I didn't start in a room, but I went to a room and the room was always too big. It was always too big. So I, I bit off more uh, trying to hydrate it, trying to heat it, trying to cool it, trying to light it, trying to wrap it, trying like to even fill everything. it up fill it you know that was it you know i had seven eight nine plants in there and it still wasn't full you know so i wasted so much space for so many years too I had a beautiful garden sure it was or a beautiful space to grow weed in but it just it was always lacking something and it was simply because it was more than i could chew it was too what'd big. you do with that space i'm actually <laughs> i'm sitting in some of it right now uh, no shit. I, yeah i'm in my bedroom right now essentially where the You're bedroom was I'm vegging out. Vegging that's out. good though, dude. Like yeah. that, that's the thing is, is that was, uh, we were actually going to talk about that initially that I threw that idea about scaling your garden, but I want to have a commercial grower talk about that, but sometimes you have to scale down. I definitely mm -hmm. scaled down. I, I bit off more than I could chew with that second grow. I didn't have time. Like my spare time's with my kids. If I have any free to ask goblin, I need to hang out with goblin for last month. He lives down the fucking street. I'm just always so busy, man. The little bit of spare time I have him with my kids. So I don't want to necessarily add more, 
garden for I'm I'm not a free market guy. Like I don't give it a Nathan at all. If anything, I trade for vehicle work, you know, allegedly. Right. But yeah, I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I just I smoke it. a lot. So I want to have what I like and I want to care for it properly. I want to make sure that I'm curing it right, everything. And the more you put out there, the less quality it could be. I mean, you could be harvesting pounds and pounds and pounds of booth or ounces and ounces and ounces of dank. It's really your choice. And I think that's that's the focus for a lot of people mainly but you got to get to that point it's just like if you're poor you can't think about being comfortable with money until you get to that comfortable level of money once you're you're at least dank middle class upper middle class dank you know what i'm saying like <laughs> maybe not weed rich but you're almost there then you can start thinking about you know how am i going to scale this potentially down to to optimize it to a better point so that way i'm getting the best results because i don't want to have all this this just reggie everywhere well you you don't want to have all this wasted space either you know it's like our lives our time everything's limited you know it's not it's not infinite or it's not it it's it's finite sorry uh you know it it runs out and you know it, like i said you get really excited about being a gardener and and producing your own product and you know really being really being independent that you forget that that weed that cannabis gardening it should not consume your life you know, it is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. So it's going to, it's going to impact your life in many, many ways, but it shouldn't, it, it, it really shouldn't just drain you of your existence. And that's really what happens for the first little bit of gardening is that's, you know, you, you, you don't go out, all you talk about is weed and you know, you, you have way more space than you can deal with. And it's like, no, 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 no start small and work your way up. You can live very happy with two plants harvesting at a time you don't need five six seven eight nine ten you know um you can you can do a lot with a little and i think preparation you know preparation the homework prevents that that poor performance those are all powerful piece P. yeah i think there's one more that kind of uh, i thought of as you guys were talking there and relates to this is uh you know buying a grow light more powerful than you need and there's oh, so many grow lights on the one. market today that uh, are just way more powerful. Like you don't even, there's so many people like burning their plants because they're, they're just putting too many photons down on their plant. Um, they're like, oh, I'm only running at 80% for the entire grow. Well, you know, you don't really need to run it at 100%, you know? Uh, a lot of these grow lights are for commercial facilities where they have CO2 dialed in, where they have VPD dialed in, you know, to where they can run that higher photosynthetic rate. Um, you know, they can try to achieve that. Um, you know, uh, buying a grow light, you know, if you're in a four by four or a five by five and you're spending over a thousand dollars on a grow light, I mean, there's so many good grow lights that are less than that. So I think people are spending more money than they need to on grow lights these days. Um, because really it comes down to, you know, word of advice is to understand par, how much par yeah. can your plants take DLI, how much, you know, your, your plants have a certain amount of light they can take per day. So what is that number? How much par do you then need to give them for the light cycle that you're on? Um, so understanding those things, then uh, once you understand those, you can actually look at a grow light listing and see the par charts and see, you know, what the FXC is and all that stuff. And then you can kind of determine, okay, if I buy this light, I'm going to be able to run it at 100% at this distance or I'm going to be able to run it at what this percent at this distance, so on and so forth. Um, but really not understanding lighting entirely on that avenue, the PAR and DLI, 
just buying it because you hear about a hype light that comes out. I think a lot of people make that mistake. Um, and then they end up burning their plants like crazy because they're not keeping up with, with the nutrients or they're not running high enough CO2 and, and so on and so forth. So what do you I think that was, that's a good example of uh, buying, uh, you know, uh, biting off more than you can chew on that avenue. Buying lights out of hype? What? No, I just need that AC infinity. <laughs> like, I, I don't need nine lights. I just need that one. Are you that's serious? the one. That's well, the that's, one. Like, that's I've got this one. X3 Ultra, which, I mean, shout out Chill Tech. I want it. I like it. But I'm, like, sitting here kind of like, how, how am I going to implement this? Mm. I'm going to be running this bitch at 30% the whole time. Like, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? It's like having a, a Lambo that you're cruising around going 25 everywhere. Just go flex on people. <laughs> that, that's you know, a light that should you just hang up on your wall you're like hey I yeah the, this, this is the most uh <laughs> most efficient grow light out there you know it's like yeah right hanging up on your wall underneath it <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i'm just gonna have that be my extra lighting here instead of using this i'll have the chill tech dimmer and shit, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it'll bring me up real you know, good four thousand dollar light yeah. or something is it? i didn't bite off more than i can chew i wanted that as a as a wall hanging yeah that's why this I is it. this is a a conversation piece exactly that's all this, this year. <laughs> you know it's dope though it's pretty cool it is, it is. and that's that's what it is you know by not more than you do great conversation gentlemen yeah, i think that pretty well wraps it up i do want to remind you guys on youtube if you're watching this either live on youtube or through the audio versions we do record these to a live digital audience over on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast so if you want to come have a chat influence the conversation just a little bit come join us we do it every tuesday and thursday roughly around 12 15 12 30 central standard time facts facts well that's a great definitely a great discussion a great combo we actually pulled this one kind of out of our asses boys i had a different idea and we changed it all up last minute normally winks here so we have a calendar a whole we, we think this through everybody believe it or not yeah this is a conversation i think was really good man it broke down a lot of different aspects that uh can help a lot of growers new or or experienced you know yeah i'm sure there's some viewers kind of biting their tongue like mm, i can't wait till they say this so let us know what we missed what do you think uh you know is in the grow room that people are often often biting off more than they can chew on you know, let us know or maybe what your personal experience. Let us know down in the comments for sure. Hundred percent. Don't forget, we are gonna chill after this video for a live smoke okay. session on Twitch as well. So if you're on Twitch, stick around. But if you're on over on YouTube, on behalf of myself, ROBCLTV, Chris, aka Mr. Grow It, this is from the Stash Podcast. You guys have a great day. Yeah, peace. <laughs>